that's great audio to start on. Yeah. <laughs> it's very Jenna. Jenna burping. Hello, everybody. We never do real intros with this one. I feel like when we're together with Sophie, it's just like party oh. time. And, yeah. and you kind of can't. And and I've kind of, I've been on this love is blind tangent. I went into that dark abyss yes. and I noticed that w- the co-host that I had, Tori from Ready to be yeah. Petty, like I realized I stopped doing my intro and I kind of liked it that way. <laughs> just kind of jumping into the chaos. So, you know, we don't need an intro. Yeah, I will also, say like, sorry, the titles of our podcasts are too long. Like you can't say <laughs> that like in one <laughs> sentence it's like you have to take a breath in the middle you know like it's just yes unbelievably long <laughs> and I thought I was gonna do my whole like I don't know NPR kind of bit where I have this like long spiel that I say at the beginning of each episode and and every time I finish I'm like why am I out of breath why did I feel like I just went up <laughs> three flights of stairs yeah because it's too fucking long Sophie mm-hmm. so I'm like workshopping that and I'm like, am I going to keep it or condense it? I don't know. But have you ever had that thought where it's like, is it too long or is it COVID? Cause I have those like thoughts about <laughs> myself, you know, <laughs> where I'm just like, am I like too long winded or did I just have, you know, COVID one time? Cause so. you got COVID in the later state. Cause I got COVID with the Omicron variant mm-hmm. I think well, that actually, I had it I think I had the Delta Cron what did you have oh god I had like the first one yeah. I went to Disneyland yeah Danica the, and I got it the, the first. week that COVID like <laughs> hit the U.S. yeah like when I flew back home oh. I was the sickest I've ever been in my life and it was like oh there's this new virus out there and I was like oh this makes sense but like it wasn't like scary quite yet it was just like haha I got flu part two or whatever and then I was like oh shit like I might actually I could have like, yeah. Oh shit. Okay. You know, what's actually really funny about that too, is like, we were, we were both deathly ill that time and it was before COVID. It was like kind of a thing, right. Officially right here. And you and I were just so sick and we were blaming it on Peter Weber because his season was airing and we were like, he made us <laughs> sick. He fucking did this to us. And then Danica and I went to the, one of the last remaining bachelor live on stage shows and we went there, you know, because we did COVID hadn't shut anything down yet. And I feel like we were part of the, we were like super we were spreaders. Yeah. <laughs> no, the super, the super spreader who came from the, uh, from LaGuardia or JFK and came back to the Pacific Northwest, like he mm-hmm. or he or, or they, they did it. <laughs> but, um, but I, I feel like you're still right though, because I feel like if there's ever a bachelor to be like a virus and to compromise anyone's um, uh, immunity, it would be pilot peed so Mm -hmm. i think it's both he's the patient zero of the bachelor and there is an actual patient zero for covid well no and i'll tell you who the real patient zero for covid is and that's maddie pruitt because she brought it over in her (laughs) eyelashes she brought over the covid (gasps) in her eyelashes and brought it to america (laughs) you see now now she's christopher columbus i can't i can't do that Oh man. I don't know how many times I ever cycled I, that like, joke. <laughs> I wonder like how many times our podcasts will be flagged for like disinformation because we're just out here <laughs> spewing absolute bullshit, you know, all the time. Oh, just, like, I love it. Opinions with no, you know, factual basis behind them whatsoever. I honestly I mean, think at, at this are point, facts. I hate I hate them. So that's a that's a that's a fact. That's a fact. That's a fucking fact. I think like 
after this season, we might have a new contender for, you know, virus <gasps> spreader, oh. you know, <laughs> like I'm trying to think of his name because I'm going to say Colton and I just know it. It's Clayton. Right. He like, right. I think this was one of the like most poorly received seasons ever, but I think we say that honestly, every time there is mm-hmm. a male bachelor mm-hmm. every you know single I- year. Which is why I'll never watch The Bachelor again. But <laughs> what I think was so, what I when I started realizing like, oh, this 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 season is bad is is when the whites were just having campaigns. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, because I I feel like there's certain corners of the Bachelor analysis or analytical world, namely me, that will hate everything mm-hmm. and everyone that opens their mouth, and especially if if they're male. But um, I'll I'll find a reason to hate yeah. them. But I think when I started to see that uh, the patriarchy spit Clayton out, when I started to see uh, moms uh, moms for America, daughters <laughs> of the uh, what is daughters of the revolution, you know, what I mean? yeah. when I started seeing like his kinfolk right. start to be like, mm, he's not representing us well. I was like, oh wow, this yes. is dark. This is bad. Like this when is the, a poorly received season. Yeah. When the mothers against drunk driving, like team up <laughs> to like say something really shitty about a white man. Like, you know, something isn't going right. <laughs> when like, mad gets mad. It's mm-hmm. wow. You know, <laughs> you, you know, something is wrong when Nick Vial suddenly doesn't like a white man because he will, he will make a platform for every problematic man in this franchise. If it <laughs> helps him. And I was thinking the reason Nick all of a sudden was like on the same side as us <laughs> <laughs> because Clayton couldn't offer him fucking clout. Like he mm. he always was there to defend people like Greg and Tyler and other hot men who were gonna go to college campuses and, and <laughs> because he needs to always have a backup in case his 12-year-old girlfriend. Well, I mean, dude, like Clayton's Needs already fucked everyone yes. on the college campuses. Like he's done, he's done the rounds already. No one will fuck him anymore. Next to their sleeping boyfriends, pass that on the couch. Yes. We know this. We know this. He, he drank too much hunch punch and now he's, you know, taking your woman next to you while you're passed out. Oof. That man is literally the most disgusting piece of, I, I can't, I think I've run out of adjectives to describe how much of a bottom feeding rotten cunty dick I think he is <laughs> like that wait I, which I, one I, are we I'm, talking about <laughs> Nick or Clayton? you already know I'm not gonna acknowledge Nick you already know I'm not gonna <laughs> acknowledge fucking Gollum from Lord of the Rings um and his being parent trapped by his um preteen prepubescent uh child bride um <laughs> Damn, see, now I'm gonna get now. I'm now I'm flagging us. Now I'm gonna have people thinking that I endorse child brides. No, child bride is a human rights issue, and um, hashtag I am against you. See, now I'm gonna get canceled. I'm definitely gonna get canceled, but I, I, I hate. I hate embalmed mozzarella more than I hate Nick at the moment. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think what he did, he he blew up the franchise, like. The, moving forward, this rape machine can no longer rely on the pillars of whiteness connected mm-hmm. to Christianity, connected to integrity, 
connected to um, this kind of noble, kind of whitewashed, hollow, um, these buzzwords, right, that we know who they're talking to, this Midwestern Mm -hmm. kind of, Mm -hmm. you know, archetype, they cannot use that platform. Mm. Because they, they, they wheeled, wielded in this dead eyed Trojan horse. And he showed that he is in fact, the ultimate fuck boy, the Mm. ultimate emotionally inept, debilitatingly toxic, and parasitic um, uh, version of the patriarchy. So they can't, they can't, they cannot use this archetype moving forward. So they're, they're, they're scrambling, they're panicking and um, yeah, I, I'm here. I'm here for this destruction. Mm-hmm. Seriously. We've been, we've been waiting for this and like hoping for and predicting it for a long time, I feel like. And it's interesting <laughs> to see it like all happen right now. And I don't think he, he's just like too dumb to have done it intentionally. Like just everyone was like, this man is so dumb we can really manipulate it. And then they broke their own machine because they relied on a dumb man to get the job done. You know, like it's, you have to have like some sort of a modicum of at least emotional intelligence to be able to keep this like dumb thing going, you know, triggered. I wonder, like, I wonder we're, we're getting ahead of ourselves a little bit maybe, but I wonder when they made the decision to have, Gabby and uh, Rachel both Mm -hmm. do it like I wonder if they realized that the show was broken and they're like we have to come up with something new now because it didn't seem like they had any idea of how to do it which is also silly because they've done it elsewhere yeah like literally have a model I think you can just do the same thing but yeah like I wonder when they made that choice like Mm -hmm. actually yeah I have a guess but I I would want to hear what you all think or 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 you Jenna what you think because I I, I have a guess I think I think at some point it was really Hmm. Hmm. when I mean probably when I do think the producers do a lot of pre-manipulation you Mm -hmm. know by picking a dumbass like him and other things of that nature um but I do think that at some point they also are kind of flying from the seat of their pants a little bit and that's right. why they get paid what they could do because they are like good in those moments. Like we've all watched mm-hmm. Unreal. Like this is like what people do. So I think that, you know, maybe when when he kind of just like fucking lost it on um, Susie and they were just like, oh, he's clearly too. He's not going to pick these other women, um, you know, and like let's force him to and do all this shit and drag these women right. through hell and back and and literally Jesse Palmer coming out there and being like, oh y'all, I'm so fucking excited. I am hard as a rock for this ceremony from hell. Like they were just having the time of their lives with this. But then his I, bloodlust was yeah. so cringe. Like I, <laughs> I felt so uncomfy, and I'm like, I need a shower with bleach after this. Like I can't. Like I felt dirty. But I think that overall it is, it is a month, a little bit of a jump the shark situation. And I think it is going to benefit the show in a long run. I do think or it's breaking it, but like potentially making it a different thing because now they're doing this two bachelorette thing. This right. finale was the most dramatic and talked about in a long time, you know, because of what he did. So, right. I mean, I too, yeah. like there are so many pieces that have changed since over the last, like, five to seven years with like the social media of it all Mm -hmm. like a lot of pieces have been broken for a while like we got a new host Mm -hmm. we like um and like the host that they had in like Tasha and Caitlin like 
from my corner of the internet, which is like super small and leftist, like everyone like really loved when they were there because Mm -hmm. it was like someone who was actually a contestant and like of the same gender giving women advice. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so like, I think that maybe they're like slowly realizing that parts of the show that, that just don't work anymore had to be like evolved in some way a little bit. Mm -hmm. So like, maybe they're trying this new thing where like, if these two women can support each other, which I had, because it's like the United States version. I just know that they're going to turn these two women against each other at some point for like the most ridiculous rock of a man. Um, yeah. But like also like, I think that Rachel and, um, and Gabby were two really interesting contestants because when I was like, when I was thinking about like who might win, like, I, I think Susie has been on my list since the beginning, mm-hmm. but for some reason I was like really thinking he was going to pick Rachel yeah, and like Rachel is just like kind of sweet but we didn't really get to see like much of her personality and then Gabby's just like really ditzy but lovable so like when both of those two like archetypes get their hearts broken like who do you actually pick Mm -hmm. so like why not both because Mm -hmm. their journeys are going to be like super different So, like, I'm just, like, wondering if they were, like, scouring social media or seeing if people had an opinion one way or the other. Like, I'm just, like, really struggling with, like, the timeline of it all because, like, I never saw any pro-Rachel for Bachelorette. Not any negative. I didn't see any, like, Mm -hmm. anti-Rachel. I saw never any. It was always Mm pro-Gabby. And she would be the... the the Caitlin Bristow 2.0 for our, right. our, our generation. Um, Caitlin Bristow wishes. I, I agree. No, I agree. Oh, I'm fuck? I'm, but like, so I think that they, but they, Rachel was just so broken by it. Like her, you know, I think you texted me, Danica was like, she was the saddest. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? So we mm-hmm. had to give it to her. And I'm air quoting. Cause it's like, I don't think we had to, we didn't have to really. <laughs> we could end the show. It, it could <laughs> <Yeah>. be done. <laughs> I think they pivoted to or kept them in talks and and knew pretty early on once it started airing back that they were probably going to pick the two of them. Mm-hmm. And the reason why I think that is because from the teaser trailer, the major selling point for us to buy into animatronic Jesse was <laughs> that Clayton would disclose to these women and they mm-hmm. kept changing all the women that mm-hmm. he was going to out that they, he had sex with them. I think I knew it was going to be so dark to where they spoil that because a lot of times in certain seasons, even the fence jump, they kept talking about it or they kept alluding to Clayton back in the day. Um, this, what he did is like so uncharacteristic to a bachelor and you're going to be so surprised. And it was like, yeah. Okay. He's scaled. I mean, it's, is he trying out for the Olympics? Like <laughs> that's pretty awesome, but they would, they never, I don't think they really spoiled early mm-hmm. on in the teaser, the fence jump. And right. That was mm-hmm. the ultimate, that was the climax of that season. And so there are these things that they always tease that they don't actually show what happened or, mm-hmm. uh, or show the conversations or show explicitly what they do, but they just say, this is going to be a really big deal for them to show raw from the teaser. From Michelle's yeah. season. From yeah. Michelle's, Michelle's season, season just casually slips it in as a teaser. We didn't even, it was before Michelle's finale. And then yeah. we get like the extended trailer in the finale yeah. and they're still harping on this moment. I'm like, 
<laughs> get behind me saying like this is dark because if you're teasing <laughs> that so early I think they knew that mm-hmm. the I think once it started to air back that people were losing their minds off of Shanae people were losing their minds off of the ADHD ADHD shaming and people were losing their minds off of the microaggressions and the MAGA 3.0 and all these other things and they're like holy shit if people are losing their minds off of this and we haven't even got to the thing we already spoiled, let alone, <laughs> let alone yeah. the, and, and, and I see why they spoiled it. Right. Because right. those were some dark, mm-hmm. dark conversations. Mm-hmm. Like I, it, I was, I, I think I got self-regulated by Thursday from Monday's episode <laughs> where I, where I didn't feel like I would just, I just drank a four loco. Like that's how bad those conversations were. Yeah. So for them to see like, Oh my God, week two, week three, like, it's already so divisive as if we're in the finale stretch and we haven't even showed them what we spoiled, let alone mm-hmm. what's underneath all that. I think they knew they were going to make Gabby and Rachel the leads of how, because of how we lost our shits from the smallest things, things they didn't see as issues. Right. And it was going to be damage even, control. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I, and I do feel like Rachel, uh, Rachel understood the assignment. She always knew where the camera was. And I have, that soap opera <laughs> sob, I, it took me two nights to sleep to get that out of my nightmares. Like that's, <laughs> like I lost my goddamn mind. Like the audio, like I felt like my TV was attacking me. I was like, what? And my volume setting was on an 11. I'm like, why is it so dramatic? And it's so. And it's like E.C. Escher, like, like painting. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And and I was just kind of like, you're selling it. You better audition, girl. Do you at the end of the day get that, get your spawn con if this She's man's like, gonna let play. Let me rip you. this fingernail off. <laughs> right. And and really? and I do agree, like they wanted to appeal, they wanted to like that was even though I felt like it was very scripted or it was very like manicured, it was still a devastating breakup. Mm-hmm. But I do think that Gabby was the front runner. Mm-hmm. to be the bachelorette since you know day one mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. but I think because we lost our minds just from what they probably considered as menial or not or you know not too important and we were like wait a minute are we shaming someone's neurodivergency are we doing this we're still doing it in 2022 that they're like oh fuck they're gonna collectively lose their minds and we're gonna have to have a quick salve to offer after it so and it fucking worked because everyone was so mad the last couple of weeks. My DMs have not been, <laughs> they have, I've seen no rust um, and not even from negativity, but it's just been like, people have had opinions um, yeah. for <laughs> a full two weeks. And uh, then all of a sudden we get these two bachelorettes and everything's just kind of, well, I think there's also just a collective relief that we don't have to see this man on our TV anymore too, you know? Right, um, right. So there's there's that. And I know I'm I think sorry. that's the end of every bachelor season. We're just mm-hmm. like, I can't wait for like two weeks from now when these people are just happy and I don't see them anymore. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like Instagram algorithm will sort them out of my feed naturally. <laughs> and I will be fine with it. Unless I, I also, send you direct screenshots of him being choked by Susie. I still think Oh that my God. I cannot stop this. Assault. <laughs> it, it is chaotic. I mean, I didn't want to talk about this on the podcast, but I, I will because the chest hair in that photo is still very confusing to me. It's not 
chest hair. It's a fucking Sherpa rug. It's that's not <laughs> ruggable. No. It's a ruggable rug. But like also it's a, it, it kind of looks like maybe he got like his chest hair like what is that called? Like microblading when you get your <laughs> tattoos, like tattooed eyebrows or whatever. It's just like very he definitely shaved it at one point. Like that's not what it is supposed to look like. I think so, yeah. Um, so that's my body yeah, shaming moment was- of the week. <laughs> is it shaming? I mean, we have eyes. It, it was just too like I was saying in our in the chat, like it looked like he got a chemical relaxer. Cause you know, with mm-hmm. with, with black families, I mean black hair, I because I know perms mean different for y'all like mm-hmm. you guys look like you have a jerry curl like what you guys consider a perm we consider what i probably have on my head right now looking like bob ross but <laughs> for black folks to have a chemical relaxer it's to have that bone straight mm-hmm. um hair this man goes and gets a brazilian blowout for what <laughs> for, for that what? picture and it really paid off everyone loved it it was not <laughs> controversial at all um I don't understand why everyone because is that whole reel of see guys we're in love and just their whole Stepford um choreography like it was so disturbing like listen she had to though she had to she walked herself into an impossible fucking situation and how much of that is coercion how much of that is her own bad decisions how much of that is true love I you, think know. you think that's Stockholm syndrome I think Susie intentionally did that shit consciously okay yeah no okay yeah exactly yeah like I mean we that's the, the, the fourth option for sure they are like just intentionally like but like and that's what's not saying there's it. different I'm not saying that your my insider is your is yeah. not yours but like I I think that Maybe she is coerced, but I, I think that Oh, I mean, coerced by general patriarchal stuff. I don't know, whatever. Oh, like, of, of course. <laughs> you know, like she's, this man is a good choice. This man is a, a prize to be won when he's shown us not very many good qualities, you know? And like, we're, listen, he's not, I, okay. Danica and I, we, we tried to have nuance and be like, you know, he's it doesn't work ever, a monster but... or whatever. He's just an idiot. But like, you know, no, he, did really, he did some really, he did some really, like harmful and you know um you know harmful shit and she you know and then she goes on fucking nick's podcast or whatever the next day and is like well i watched the tapes but i just think you know we all make mistakes i'm like i get me the fuck out of here get me see the thing is by her decision i knew that where her stance was but for her to actually go this for her to actually verbally over verbalize that i'm like get me the fuck out of here and she says like, I don't have like time. i'm i i'm i feel bad for gabby and rachel but you know mm-hmm. i mean it was like i was just kind of like we, we all grow and change and learn and fate and i don't know it was like whatever i mean i actually think i don't know i, I don't know what i think i didn't listen to the episode but a lot of people were saying she sounds like a pretty like uh sure sure of her choices in person i don't know like a she's well she's practiced right she's, like, yeah i don't know i oh. i i wait before you say something danica wait for clarification uh, jenna people were saying that because she sounds of sound mind and body yeah that yeah. she's not do okay okay 
Yeah. Well, if you're listening, if you're out here listening, you sent in those DMs. I have something for you in, in about five <laughs> minutes after Danica speaks. No, I think you should go first because I don't want to be absolutely like embarrassed or roasted by what I'm about to say. You uh, go no, first. No. Okay. Um, be, I, wow. I've come with a lot of aggression because this Please. season broke me. And yeah, sure. it ultimately is why I will never watch this show again. But um, we have to stop. And it, well, this is Susie benefiting from weaponized femininity, right? That's only yeah. allowed that nuance and that um, posture for second chances and benefit of the doubt. It's only relegated for white women and especially Susie's type of white woman, right? So Susie's the kind of white woman who's the archetypical white woman. She was probably in her past life. She was probably married to a plantation owner um, and a colonizer because she is the white woman who for survival will approximate whiteness in whatever way she needs to, whether it comes at the, ex- it comes at the expense of brutality against someone else or brutality against someone in, in the same um, uh, likeness of her. So she will mm-hmm. trample over women. She will trample over allies. She'll trample over her own mom to approximate power by aligning with patriarchy, thinking it's going to save her. Right. right? Because for you to look at those tapes and say that that's just simple mistakes as if, you know, you're a kid in uh, going through puberty, making mistakes and, you know, dealing with big feelings that you don't know what to do with. Mm-hmm. No, it's a grown fucking man who was sleeping with people's girlfriends next to the mother drunk and passed out, who is intentionally reciting the same sonnet to all three women to fuck them. And the minute you say, wait, I was the number one. Wait a minute. You, you fucking everybody else and not making me feel like I'm the prize. Like for you to look at what he did to those women and your only objection is that because he didn't put you first and not looking at the humanity of what those women went through. Mm. Nah, fuck out of here with that. You're of sound mind and sound body, of course, aligned to supremacy and the patriarchy. We see that all the time with these women who, after seeing what Trump did and all these alleged mm-hmm. cases of assault against them, Rose, oh, okay, so that's what we're doing today, Sawyer? <laughs> Sorry, my cat. And, and my, my, my followers already know what's, what, what, what's going on. But to, to know that the, his poll numbers against white women jumped 3%. Like, yeah. that's what we're dealing with. Yeah. We're not dealing with yeah. someone who's just like, yeah. Because where was that nuance for Piper? Where was that nuance understanding for um, the hate that my girl Sierra was getting for calling out Sh- uh, Sinead's bullshit? Mm-hmm. Whole Reddit thread saying Sierra's annoying mm-hmm. when she was, Sierra was only speaking facts. Mm-hmm. And then this dumb bitch come out here and say, oh, well, you know, I watch tapes and it, it's such about growth and learning when this man never expressed remorse. In fact, he said, I'm sorry you feel that way. He said that it like was a three bunch times. of non-apology. And still on the stage live. Yeah, on the stage live to Gabby. Oh, I'm sorry that you feel that way. <laughs> and it's like, I mean, I think I'm going to propose to him. He's my man. He's so cute. He's my prize. If y'all <laughs> just stop, just, just call it what it is. Just say you wanted the white supremacy dick. And I think if we came out very honest with our intentions, I wouldn't have to be so upset. 
Mm-hmm. But it's when we're trying to cover it up and call it something else. Mm-hmm. And then other folks can look at that and say, oh my God, she's so brave. She's so strong. Oh, she's so forgiving. Mm-hmm. What the fuck is that teaching? Not even people younger than us, but our own fucking peers of things, their behaviors they're seeing in their relationships that are like, oh, well, maybe gaslighting them thinking, well, maybe that's not a problem as I think it is. It's just love. He's out of control. He just doesn't know the, the gamut of his, his, his intensity of his feelings. Like, get the fuck out of here. People like Susie make me sick. And I'm going to stop before I truly get canceled. Well, hey, I got a new job. Maybe I might not need the podcast <laughs> <though> more. <laughs> no, and if I could be, and I'll be reductive in this sense too, is that, I mean, he chose her, right? So then she can move over everything else because he chose her, right? Yeah. Right? Yeah. The reason she left, you know, Gabby points out later on, he got all butthurt and was acting weird because his pride and ego was hurt. She also left because her pride and ego was hurt. But then when he chooses her, he picks her. It's all, it's everything's fine. I mean, she left, of course. And the like, irony you know, she is she doesn't show, even fucking she understand. She, 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 her identity was restored again because that's also conditioning from the patriarchy oh, that yeah, ultimately doesn't give a fuck about you. Yeah. So what are we doing here, sis? And why the fuck was she still there in Iceland? Oh, well, that's producers. That was producers. That, well, that was producers. But I also think too, there are people... Now I'm doing a love is blind crossover. Shayna left in a Terry robe in Mexico. Okay. She had enough producers. Couldn't pay her enough. Producers couldn't hold her down. Cause I think when people have had enough, they've had enough and they'll mm-hmm. leave. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The, you weren't staying there for code protocols. Why were you still there in Iceland? If only you were, if only, if not for the fact that you wanted him to chase after you. Mm-hmm. Him sleeping with everyone else probably was a dent in your plan, Mm -hmm. but now you pivot, right? So now you stay and you see if he chases after you, which he did. They're both playing a disgusting dance that's like very archetypical to their brand of whiteness and fuck out here with any nuance for their dumb shit. Okay, Danica, I got you. Got to jump. You sometimes, Danica, you just got to tell me to shut up and jump in. No, I will never tell you to shut up because I will lose it. Yeah. The thing is like the thing also with that, like they're both like playing like kind of a bullshit game, but I think they will ultimately stay together, which is like really weird. Like they've found their person Mm -hmm. like good on you, I guess, like stay out of the rest of the dating pool. It's already messy and toxic and muddy out here anyway. We don't need both of you in it. I like, I, they are true. Sorry, I'm go ahead. What were you gonna, no, 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 no. I feel like I cut you off. Um, no, no, no. They, they are, the reason why they will stay together, and I hate to keep making these parallels to Piper and, and Brand, mm. uh, Brendan, because yeah. um, their situations are completely different, but it's not staying together because they're so villainized, right? They're on this island. There's this island mentality. They're going to probably stay together because that's all they have. But I also think what's probably underneath all that is they are literally the archetype of the packaging of whiteness that Mm -hmm. a lot of people understand right Mm -hmm. so you have clayton it's this faux christian faux midwestern rhetoric over six foot barrel chested uh uh probably from a wealthy family not from a wealthy family but a family that has wealth right so Mm -hmm. assets to pass down so there's that financial security and now they're going to disrupt the Instagram algorithm to continue to build on that wealth. 
he is just like like archetypical and then he's going and obviously Susie's going to defer to him to be the head of the household so it's that very like wonder bread type shit that they package when y'all in the sororities and you're like what kind of man do I want that's you look and you see Clayton Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Susie also with the faux Christianness but also like kind of this weird mix of new age feminism of like oh I do jujitsu or crowd maga whatever the fuck she did um and i but i and i'm also like i like sports and i like to be messy but i'm also really really feminine and i'm also like i really want you to i want to put my heart in your hands and like saying these bud words of like really relying on her femininity and that what we're, we sell to girls to make them more valuable to to men mm-hmm. yeah and of course factoring in youth and her childbearing hips and all these things like and the reason why i'm using like such antiquated fucking tropes watch the fucking tape back <laughs> all of their conversations were reduced to these like i'm like wait am i watching leave it to beaver like what the fuck <laughs> am i watching yeah yeah that's like that kind of saccharine bullshit that they sell each other you, you condition your kids to think that that's the epitome to strive to. I mean, they're and fucking it's photo really shoot. Dark. Look at their photo shoot. Get the oh my god! You know, it's like literally- lady in red ASMR. I didn't need it. Mm-hmm. <sighs> you guys, yeah, I'm so upset still. No, I need to be spanked in a non-sexy way because I was going to defend <laughs> Susie for a second, and but. <laughs> This is why we're here. Defend, defend no, please. Her. She needs some no. defense. <laughs> I like. I totally agree with everything you said. This is a like a different thing entirely. I think like of the two of them, like if if we're talking about just Clayton and just Susie, mm-hmm. Susie got the shit end of the stick. Where <laughs> Susie's course. like having to deal with like almost that. I like I had like a personal anecdote about it and I'm like scared to say it now but like I mean we've all talked we talked on the podcast multiple times about like how Andrew like we dated three times because he rejected yeah. me twice you know what yep. I mean so like right and so like when I told my friends that we were dating for the third time which ended up in an engagement at the beginning everyone was like why like you are fucking stupid you have you keep oh making gosh. the same mistake over and over again like what are you doing like you're like and just coming into a situation where, you know, nobody is going to be supportive and like having everyone think that you're the dumb person when this other mm-hmm. person mm-hmm. made all the mistakes. I, I don't think that's Andrew. true with Andrew yeah, yeah, necessarily, yeah. but like with Clayton, <clears throat> it's just like, this guy made all of the wrong decisions. And I came to a decision right. that I felt was best for me. Mm-hmm. And now everyone's shitting on me only because I made the choice to go back. And I mean, like, I guess that's fair to a certain extent, but it's also just right. like really shitty that she's kind of getting dumped on for this mm-hmm. thing that is absolutely like some like I don't know I guess I share blame in that but it's just ugh, I, I think, struggle I think there's context in that and but and I think the the vitriol is probably geared towards her because I think there's still expectations for her to do better I think right. no one has any faith in because <laughs> right like no they had to break child labor laws to get him through the bachelor, right? Like no one was gunning for him. I had no expectations that I was going to learn something from Clayton that he was going to like 
give provide any richness to my life. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. he did exactly what I thought he would do. And, um, and then lost his fucking mind, um, towards the end. So I think that was the only shocking thing that he really went balls to the wall, but he technically did everything I thought that he would do. I've seen guys like Clayton. I've dated guys like Clayton. Right. Mm -hmm. So there was no uh, expectation that he was going to wow me. I think it's, it's, and I don't know what social media has been dumping on Susie or what the hot takes have been there. I think what's so, uh, telling for me of like, what is she doing under whether it's duress, coercion, patriarchy, all that stuff is you have eyes, right? And you you are of sound mind and body and you see how he spoke to these women, how he manipulated these other women. How can you translate that into integrity? Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. and and I think that that's probably where there's maybe a difference with Andrew of like, we're talking or about y'all's relationship in general. Yeah. You exactly. Really in the real <laughs> world, it's not in this hyper reality of the bachelor. And yeah. He wasn't coming on like a salesman selling snake oil, right? Like there was, it was probably having to do with emotional maturity, youth, all so, who knows what his home life, like so many other things that could probably create the dynamics that you both had. That was not Totally. I agree with you. I think for her to see that and then say, no, still my guy, there's something in me that feels a betrayal, right? Mm -hmm. Because that's, it's like, we know because of the patriarchy that there's some things that are inherent, like men can be inherently untrustworthy and dangerous. That's the nature of patriarchy. And that's why we're always hypervigilant on high alert. We can't walk to the fucking car without scenarios of how we're going to defend ourselves. But then when it's like a fellow, you know, femme, that's like, this is fine, you know, and the room's on fire. It's like, th- there's a disconnect there for me. So I think that's where the, the, my anger is coming from. Again, I don't know what social media has reduced it to because I know they mm-hmm. have no fucking um, <laughs> comprehension for nuance. <laughs> <sighs> if I could, my, my mom walked in earlier. I was like, I, I did that like dumb thing where I was like, oh, I can watch part of the episode and like feel like sane and like good to come into this conversation. I watched like 15 minutes and I was like, okay, I'm just upset now. Like <laughs> when my mom came in and like my mom does like, we, we call them like Jenniferisms on the podcast. She'll just like walk in I and like that. say one thing and then leave. And that's like kind of what our podcast I feel like should transition into. It's just like, <laughs> I watched five seconds of this and I hated it and here's why. And then we could be done. Um, cause this takes up so much of my life, but like Jennifer walked in this morning or this afternoon when I was watching and she was like, Ugh, I really wish he would have just ended up by himself. And then she left and like, she summed up the whole fucking show. This is why everyone's mad. He should be alone. He should be working on stuff. Like, yeah, he like, I, it's like so weird seeing people kind of waffle on like, Oh, he's just like ignorant or, or whatever, as if that's an excuse. And it's, if he's ready for marriage or a relationship, like it's just weird. Mm-hmm. It's yeah, bad. You, yeah. You texted me earlier the week, Danica too. You're like, he's just, he's a man desperate to get married. Who's not ready to get married. Yeah. And I was like, well said, you know, and we Within, didn't watch that. We, we didn't know. And that's the thing that will always piss me off and will always bring us back to just the original, just announcement that he's going to be the new bachelor. He gave us nothing to show. I didn't even know he wanted to be married. 
or what the big, what his inciting incident as to why he's so heartbroken and, and wants this so bad. I knew nothing about him. Like someone like Rodney sold from day mm-hmm. one. I would have known why he's in this, what he wants to do, what he's looking for in someone like the depth. And then you could also, by that time being in the top four, you could see their emotional maturity of like, how could they, how would they go about this? Right. Him and Brandon, they would have handled it with so much care, even in spite of producer manipulation, Mm -hmm. the way all person of color leads have to do. (laughs) Right. I think too, like all we saw from Clayton last season was that he really liked to babysit other people's kids. Like that's not a reason to be the bachelor Mm -mm. Mm -mm. at all. Another locked in a closet writing these fucking letters that's under duress if Susie wants to know what under duress is it was those kids writing those letters last season you're not under duress sis. you wanted that uh picture perfect uh lie you were sold and you haven't woken up yet that's not duress it's those kids and and they might be entitled to compensation with the way this season ended the next what? era of ambulance chasers is just lawyers <laughs> coming on tv to talk to any child who has ever been on the bachelor or the bachelorette <laughs> Were you a part of constructing uh, grammatically incorrect <laughs> crayon-induced false narratives for embalmed <clears throat> mozzarella? Then you may be entitled oh, man. to compensation oh, and emotional and distress. And I loved the, the, the carry-on to the point of also he didn't get far enough to be worthy for this role. I never thought right. I would be sitting here agreeing with Blake Hortzman of Becca season. He tweets out the this The fuck is tweet. that DJ talking about? Yeah, he tweets out this tweet and he's like, Clayton's showing no empathy, and that's kind of what happens when you don't get to the final four or three of the show. You have he's like he was never in love with Michelle, so he didn't understand what it felt like to get his heart broken in that process. Ooh. So we Ooh. need to have leads get far enough to really have these moments in order to make them a more compassionate and empathetic lead. And I was like, Blake, <laughs> thank you. I mean, like, well, I love I love that for him. That's the yes. recap. <laughs> I saw like someone said in like one of the replies to the tweet that like you should have empathy for people like regardless. Yeah. But can we expect that of white men in this franchise no, anymore? No. Like that, <laughs> that, no. that, no. that part of their like body penis mm-hmm. brain hasn't grown yet. Like where is empathy <laughs> stored probably in their dick. And it's too short at this point. Like we're not finding it. <laughs> and they piss it out all the time. So yes. it's not, With their it's not there for long. Um, and, and and that's true because empathy would have been for him, for us to believe that he could hold space for Gabby in that conversation when she read him to motherfucking dust. Yeah, let's get to that. That, so would, that would mean that he would understand why him getting picked the bachelor was problematic in the first place. Mm-hmm. And then he would then do these like tangential or like these performative announcements of like, Oh, my brother, Rodney, or my brother, Brandon. It's like, no, use your privilege, leverage it physically and say, I'm not going to accept this contract. And I think we should give this to Brandon and Rodney. Like for us to believe that he had any capacity for empathy, that would mean that he would have like not accepted in the first place. Exactly. (laughs) And and he was not capable of that. So yeah, I'm not going to have an expectation going to the season that you know how to handle what you fucking did well. This like this whole episode to me, or the last like four episodes, I guess, have just been. I mean, like it's weird thinking about the timeline because it's all happening like 
within like a matter of days. Right. Mm -hmm. So this man Mm -hmm. is just like so confident one day and then makes a different decision the next day. And then the next day he feels something else. And he's just like, I'm here to accept the consequences of my actions. It's like, no, you're like really super not Mm -mm. like every response that he has with each person is so wholly inappropriate. Like I keep like returning to that moment when Gabby's like, I'm fucking out. And then Rachel's sobbing because she's the only person left. And she's like, I won by default. And this feels like shit. And she was scared because like, wait, I had yes, the option I have to, to go leave. Through. Yeah. Like literally I was thinking that the whole time because Gabby always made the chess move first. And she's like, shit, yeah. I, that was what I was going to do. Like now I have to figure out something else. And that's like, totally like, I, I would do the same thing. Like I, and it's just so weird and like fucked up, like the way that he's just like, I I just like really feel like you need to be sure at this point. And like, you should know, and you should just like at the point when they had that rose ceremony where everyone's like audibly like weeping I don't know what kind of fucking cathedral they were in where they were just like wailing and you could hear it from like two doors down you know like but like he really should have known at that point and just let them go and like if he wanted to go talk to also I need to say this now because I feel like I'm gonna forget it why do they keep using language that Susie sent herself home thank you she did not send herself home he sent her home, right? Mm-hmm. He says, I am done with you. Mm-hmm. If a man ever puts his mouth to say that after Lucas Laurent did that to me three times, mm-hmm. 2012, 2015, and 2018, I am going to turn myself into Cook County jail. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm going to get arrested because it's going to be a homicide charge. Mm-hmm. If a motherfucking man ever fixes their mouth to say, I'm done with you, and reduces me to what? And opens this what door. What am I, yeah. I? I am going to prison, not jail. I'm spending more than 365 days in a locked facility. I'm going to prison. Literally, for I mean, homicide. Like, it's it's so frustrating too because I mean, like, I I do agree that like Susie is like that like vision of like uh like when you talk about like an empowered white woman or whatever, but also someone that can like easily like fall back. Into, like, a, right. Um, I think like that moment where she's like, I'm going to speak my piece. Like I felt uncomfortable. I don't necessarily, I don't agree with how she went about it. I don't agree with how he responded. Like the whole thing was just mistake, 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 mistake. Mm-hmm. But like the way that like he's, spoke to her after that and then just like made her leave and then it was like there was a whole 180 with how the show Mm -hmm. responded to it and it's Mm -hmm. just like oh poor you Susie left and it's just like no you fucking did that that was your choice your action you did that and then he he just like goes back and is like Gabby I want you to stay when she is like trying to like use her agency again to leave like like every, every time, like a in this season that a woman like said or like produced any sort of like agency or like saying something he didn't like, he mm-hmm. freaks out. He doesn't know how to handle it at all. And it like mm-hmm. it would scare me <laughs> to like be around this person for an extended period of time. And I'm not saying he's like 
the worst. I think he's probably like the average, like white guy or whatever, but still like, I just like, don't know how Susie could like watch this back and be like, "Mm, he learned and grew over the past three months. I don't fucking think so, honey. Like I'm, I'm so in love with him that I'm going to propose to him that line on the stage. I'm like, throw it all away. No, yeah, and it's just and, he, and you rather the so like every time a woman had an agency, he did he reacted so poorly, and it's just like Sarah. what is that gonna yeah like mm-hmm. what is, yeah Sarah that we really about a lot me. last week it was so fucking disgusting, and then and then what's even more disgusting is the show says you know who we should bring on the stage to talk about agency, Cassie. We're gonna bring on fucking Cassie. Jesus fucking Christ. <laughs> and I and I'm just like the the I'm like I'm so mad because like you just really hit that on the hail head, uh Danica, where you kind of said like this this switch all of a sudden, you know, it was like the show switch, even the way the show is mm-hmm. presenting it. I was like, but you but you also still had Cassidy on stage and you had this moment where I saw this Jesse Palmer even it wasn't just us, the audience, going, um, uh, whoa, this is kind of inappropriate that fucking Cassie's on the stage, right? Considering everything that went down with her and Clayton or Colton. Fuck. <laughs> they're all one in the same yeah <laughs> but jesse says it's it's good to have you here and i wonder if you have any insight considering what happened between you and golden i was like the show is literally acknowledging I... what happened and then <laughs> she goes on to say a very well said statement about following your gut and agency and don't feel pressured to do anything that you don't want to do. Like she handled herself amazingly in that moment, considering the trauma that the show has done to her. But I just like the, it's just maddening, maddening. But I think at the same time, the show wasn't necessarily like acknowledging everything that went on post-show, like everything that happens post-show, I feel like there's just blinders there. And it like, since they didn't produce it, like that doesn't exist. So I think they were just talking about the fact that, Clayton had yeah, a temper tantrum up. and mm-hmm. like After trying to left. like yeah but and came back left. and pressured you to stay with him because she left but they kept her in a hotel room until he was done making his other mistakes and then said I want to come back and pick this woman well I guess he wanted her from the start he wanted her the whole time but right because a little was different. also the it's archetype for him to pass yeah. right if when we're looking at the type of the factories that create um uh that and it's a very specific brand of white femininity. It's it's just so funny. And what's so interesting, I've noticed, if we're continuing with the parallels of Colton's and, and Bob Mozzarella's seasons, the way that they harped on Cassie's dad being so overprotective, mm-hmm. so they always wanted to center that kind of like uh, Neanderthal patriarchy there. Yeah. And as if like, that's the right way. And then also, and always like the white women that these guys are fathers of <laughs> end up with men that are similar to them, but anyways, but also, and I look, cause I think of Cassie and I think of, I see parallels between Cassie and Rachel of kind of mm-hmm. like that factory uh, mass produced idea of femininity and what mm-hmm. was, what did they do? They harped on Rachel's dad. Like they, I, I thought they were going to give him a mic mm-hmm. and for him to join. I thought he was going to have a hot seat moment on the stage of the way they kept, how does that make you feel? And, and I will never understand the debilitating chaos of what this machine wants to do. Cause it starts off saying this is bloodlust 
look at what's going to happen. It's really dramatic. Like, trust me when I say this, because Jesse is trying to secure his uh, another contract, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So he wants the audience to believe, but when he says it's dramatic, he means it. So he's 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 in his election year. Then we have it going to now the total destruction of these women mm-hmm. and Susie included. Susie's just thought to woken up from it. Yeah. And then it's like we're gonna hold space for the destruction we just saw in Colton and and wait, is that his name right? No, Clayton's inept, ineptitude. And then like harping on to his dad. How did that make you feel? The mom. I don't, I don't want to say anything bad because I can't say it. Whatever the mom said is a classic mom line. They talked to Gabby's grandfather. And it's and then you think that's, and like you said, it turned, right? There's 180. Like we all hate Clayton. But then we have to end on caring about Clayton and Susie's future. Like mm-hmm. how, how is you, how has ABC as a machine or this show as a machine think that you can hold all these spaces on the stage at the same time because all it's doing is canceling out the things that actually matter and centering and centering the this uh and absolving centering and, and absolving Clayton of everything he just did. So that was the part for me that was that created the most whiplash for the final the finale mm-hmm. and. I don't know how it landed on y'all, but that for me was like the most, um, this show constantly is saying, we're going to turn the tide. We're going to move towards progress and we're going to make these incremental and instrumental changes. Yet all they do is hold space for the very thing that's antithetical to that change. Mm -hmm. And I think with Clayton's season, they showed that they have consciously made a refusal to evolve. Mm -hmm. And we're going to get, this more of this if not more uh, like more extreme versions of this and Mm -hmm. that's why i think they're gonna have cassie no not cassie rachel and gabby fights to death gladiator style for their finale damn it i know i just said a lot but (laughs) (laughs) listeners you have to understand and, and 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 those who are viewing like I am never going to watch the show again. And so I think I have to get it all out because I will never, don't send me a DM. I don't care what Nick Vial says. And you guys got to stop with this sending me what Nick Vial says. You know how much I hate this man. And every time you send me tea, it shows me you're listening to him. And so now I got to have a judgment about you. Like, don't do that. Don't send me, don't send me news from this man. I am innocent and, in this. No, I think Sophie's talking about the DM people, not me. Because okay. oh no, 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 not Jenna or you. No, no, I'm talking. Oh. To, I'm talking directly to my Patreon. I am talking to Jenna. I know because I was not sending me files. <laughs> shit. Yeah, actually, oh, actually, good point. Actually, go. <laughs> okay, especially with no trigger warning. No, and then and then fucking Danica yesterday sends me a video, which I'm pretty sure is blackmail at this point of <laughs> a. Funny old i guess it's not blackmail if i come forward first but i like to think that everyone has probably forgotten the fact that i used to have a crush on vial and i made danica pay probably like a hundred dollars or something to get a cameo yeah really expensive (gasps) cameo from him a couple years ago for birthday yeah (laughs) okay that is friendship that is love this is back when we were in our we were in a different that is a familial (laughs) bond okay I sent it to cameo. I like 
I was like looking, do you ever have those moments where you're like looking through your Instagram? Cause you can't like sleep. So you're like watching your old stories, like in a row to try to remember your life because you're not actually living a life right now because it's still a pandemic and you're still inside all the time. And I can't fucking oh, walk yeah. or do anything. So I was having one of those moments at like one in the morning where I was like going through. And then I saw, I saw the Nick Vial cameo and it starts off with him being like, Hey, Jenna. And it sounds like <laughs> literally exactly like that. It's so aggressive. It's so loud. And then like, he literally just like goes on to say like, uh, sorry for the late cameo. Uh, it's not my fault though. It's actually like Danica's fault basically because like, I, like, I know that I'm late in doing everything, but he literally like yeah. called out the person who like paid for the cameo. And then he was like, also, I might've been a couple days late or whatever. And it was the most Nick Vial thing I've ever fucking heard in my life. It was awful. But um, he was shirtless, though. So <laughs> I will stop sending that, that to you if you promise to stop sending me Nick Vial shit to and never send anything to Sophie. <laughs> like, never. Never. Like, I'm getting, it's getting to a point where when he came on the stage, I had this visceral reaction where I thought I like pinched a nerve and I was like, Sophie, this is not good. This is not, your acupuncturist is going to be like, what the fuck did you do this week? Something's <laughs> off. And it's because Nick came on the screen and not only did he come on the screen, they prepped him like he, a Tucker Carlson of sorts, as if he is this pundit that can speak on autonomy and respecting women and understanding nuance and having a spine. What I, fucking Twilight Zone am I in? Because I don't understand. And how dare they sit him next to Michelle? Literally. That receiving order went into effect the day after <laughs> First season air. Sawyer, I'm not going to tell you again. If you don't get your, now you're mooning the people. Oh my God. I can see the I'm liking fish. the view. <gasps> oh, um, they're like outside. My mom's pruning the rose bush outside. How appropriate for our last bachelor conversation ever. But, I love it. Um, I love all these little signs. Yeah. Like I, who was on their panel? It was Michelle and Claire and Claire. Oh, God. I, I mean, I totally blacked out Nick even speaking. I was like, I'm glad they didn't give him a segment. And Andrew was like, they did give him a segment. And I was like, oh, I wasn't <laughs> listening. So I was like on my phone during that time. And I have ADHD and I can only focus on one thing at a time. So I was reading and not listening to him. But um, Claire, why is Claire on a panel? Why are people that have been on the show five times on a panel about finding love? Like who failed every time? who failed every, every single time. time. I don't want to see Claire again in my life. I am the biggest Claire hater in the world. Like I know Nick is probably like the ultimate problem here, but I hate Claire. I never want to see her again. Oh we, Andrew and I recently rewatched bachelor winter games and I was like, <gasps> okay, so the jacuzzi thing is really like jacuzzi Claire. You meet me in jacuzzi. That's really fucking funny. But like, I, I wish it was somebody else. Like it could have been Lily. Like connect with anyone else this woman sucks I just like I'm not getting it also thank you I thought I was the only person on the island of Claire hate myself thank you Jenica for for giving me the inspiration to want to come out to the light yeah (laughs) thank you for coming out of the closet um it's good to be queer and hating Claire I think it might be like this year (laughs) (laughs) um oh my god also oh shit what was I gonna say I don't think I remember. Never mind. Why is she on the going. stage? She didn't. I don't want to see her. Gator, again. Winter Games, Jacuzzi. Jacuzzi. Um, 
Uh, I think I, I think I just lost you blacked it. out Nick. Yeah. 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 These yeah. are all true. I think it's just good for the listeners to hear it again. Um, <laughs> I, I don't ever want to fucking see these people. I just, we're just trying to like trigger the memory. We want the thought to come back. It, it will happen probably in like five minutes and I will interrupt one of you. And I'm really sorry. It just yeah, will happen. Good. And I know this about myself. Oh, that's good. Um, yeah, I just couldn't. I, I mean, everyone saw my tantrum online this week. The audacity of Nick Wait, to get praise. Go ahead. <laughs> Jenna, Jenna, I saw that there was a video and I was like, oh, this is late. Jenna is drunk. She lost it. <laughs> what was it about? Like, what did you cover? For which one specifically now? About Nick um, or there were, I, I think the one after the finale. Oh, the I, line, like, yeah. I had to open a PBR, I think. <laughs> and she's like, I'm drunk. And I was like, ooh. Janet's going through it. Janet's going through it. <laughs> yeah, I, I, you know, 16 months of like constant content creation has turned my brain into scrambled eggs. Ooh, right, right. And um, so, I, yeah, I just said, I went online and we just talked about the finale a little bit, the choice of the two bachelorettes, et cetera. And then I um, bra- very bravely uh, told everyone my dark um, Neil Lane conspiracy. Um, <laughs> and very important and then <laughs> then I started like almost crying <laughs> I, started talking about I, I got I was kind of the worst I, I started just talking about like you know, the last like year and a half I used to, I changed a lot like I used to be somebody who's doing all these cancelings and now I'm just trying to <laughs> like vibe on the Instagram and not be um the worst person um that's pretty much all I did I didn't rant about Nick in that one I read about Nick on the Brave. Instagram stories. Yeah. Yeah. I, I remember what it was. Oh, yeah. Good. Yeah. For your season to be so bad that Juan Pablo <gasps> gets to say, like, I get to sleep peacefully at night now. I like one of um one of my employees at work told me that Juan Pablo does TikToks with his daughter about how much he hates Claire. And like, that is so evil, but like, also, am I going to watch all of them? Yes. And will I laugh at all of them? Yes. Because I am, I am a dues paying member of the patriarchy and I hate Claire. I hate her. (laughs) Danica, you're killing me with these one-liners, which I feel like all should be merch. Um, and dues paying member of the patriarchy is a shirt we should both have. Absolutely. Like I will like link to Apple pay uh, 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 purchase (laughs) ASAP. We're okay. the only three people that buy them. No, be okay. no, I swear to God, I will probably get a lot of hashtag like Jews pay member of the patriarchy and like people flooding my DMs. Where is this merch? I, we I don't have it. the we capital for it. merch, people. Um, There's a graphic designer fall. who wants to DM us. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. I need that like yesterday and I'm like screaming and I also want like someone's TikTok login to see uh, uh, what Juan Pablo considers bonding with his child, but creating hate, um, TikToks for Claire. But the thing I've never understood, and I watched Juan Pablo season live, mm-hmm. and the only other person I hate more than Claire is Andy Dorfman. Andy Dorfman is my yes. by all. I swear Ooh. on my life, Ooh. and and I feel like my followers are think I'm a very violent person. I'm actually really not, you guys. Ooh. 
it's just a lot of pent up rage, my traumatic childhood. And so I say these things, but I've never like hit a person. I've never physically, nope, spring bling 2006. I did punch her, but she hit me first. So it's Mm self-defense. If I was to get in contact with Andy Dorfman, I would punch her on site. I don't care what is the reason. If anything, some might say that I stalked her location and found her and then hit her. Like that might be what's recalled in the, in the trial, but I, as much as I hate Nick Vial, and everyone knows how much I hate Nick Vial, the equivalent to that is Andy Dorfman. And, and so Claire comes second to that. I hate her. I have might say loathe. What if Andy Dorfman is the reason Nick Vial is the way that he is? Like if Andy Dorfman didn't exist, would Nick Vial be a good person? No, but like, let's pretend. He'd be a little less shitty, I think. Yeah. Andy yeah. Dorfman is the reason why we have Nick Vial. She <laughs> unlocked the Barney. I don't know. I, I recently went down a CBS binge and I should have never done that. I've strictly stayed away from CBS shows because they're wildly uh, low base um, uh, trope work. And I got sucked into How I Met Your Mother. Oh, I, when and you so, said Barney, I was like, she's not talking about How I Met Your Mother right now. How oh, I Met Your Mother. Like, and I watched all nine seasons and um, some good moments and some very cringe moments. But Barney's origin story, that is Nick Vial. And uh, Andy Dorfman is his ex-girlfriend that worked at the coffee shop. So, and and Chris Harrison is the ad exec who came in and, and with the suits that unleashed Barney Stinson. So, Nick Vial is Barney, Andy Dorfman's the ex-girlfriend, and she gave us Nick Vial. So that's another reason why I hate her. Mm-hmm. But I have a, a whole mm-hmm. a whole loads. Um, mm-hmm. But she wow. also gave us Jason. Mm-hmm. She literally gave us the world's worst people. And then Josh. the one person she had, I call them Jason. His name's Josh. She okay, but I was like, I believe these. there was another Jason. I don't really. I'm like short circuiting because I'm so angry and mm-hmm. I like get my facts wrong. Um, uh, I was giving a presentation and I said Eisenhower and I meant Johnson who wrote the civil rights act. So I don't give a fuck about these white. <laughs> um, so, and then the one time that she gets bold enough is against Juan Pablo who guys, it's been a decade. What did Juan Pablo do that warranted all that vitriol? Cause I watched it live and I didn't see it. I didn't see why Claire had to go all up and crazy, not calling a woman crazy, but she kind of lost it. And Andy as well. Like in, I didn't watch, um, I've never seen Juan Pablo season. I saw Mm -hmm. like all the clips and everything. So like, I'm, Mm -hmm. I'm speaking out of turn here, but like from what I saw on Claire, uh, from Claire on um, bachelor winter games, she does this like thing where she'll like have a miscommunication with somebody And Mm -hmm. then when they say like, Hey, like it actually like hurts my feelings Mm -hmm. that you didn't show up to this thing that I thought we agreed on doing. She's like, I don't owe you anything. And she does this like, I deserve better than that. Yeah. And it's like this whole monologue. You're like, Whoa, like she's getting heated about something and it makes them heated and makes them look worse too. Like, I'm not saying that he was right either but like no, but he didn't do anything she, wrong yeah, no he and he's yeah. just saying like hey what you did like really frustrated me like especially because there was like um he he was saying like there's a cultural barrier here like when uh-huh. when I say this it means this and so I expected this from you like why didn't it happen 
she just goes like, I don't owe you anything. I don't owe you a conversation. I can kiss whoever I want. And it's just like, well, he doesn't think the same way that you do. So like, number one, you guys shouldn't be together, but like number two, like also like you're making it this like girl boss moment that mm-hmm. it isn't. And it's which just is what like, she did with Juan Pablo hundred percent. He, yeah, which is whatever. what she did with Juan yeah. Pablo. Yeah, She like literally the, after he like breaks up with her, she's like walking away from him and turns around and she's like, listen up. I would never want to have a father like you for my child. It's the racism for me. When you mm-hmm. ask, oh! When speak you, on it, Jenna. Speak on it. When you asked, what did Juan Pablo do that made him the worst bachelor 10 years ago? It was the fact that he was a Latino man. I mean, mm-hmm. oh. speak on it. It's just, and he was he was a Latino man who did who who had the same trajectory as Clayton, right? Yeah. Juan Pablo was he placed six on Desiree's mm-hmm. season. Thank you. Yes. He placed higher than Clayton. The man comes on here. He never said he wanted a wife. We didn't know he wanted a wife. He never said he was about no goddamn thing with integrity. And he's like, oh, y'all give me 30 women? Yeah, I'm going to finger bang you in the ocean. What am I going to do? Lock camera. Thank you. Of course. And so just- And you thought that that man married a proposal? And Mm -mm. you're now telling me I can't be the fuck? Girl, Mm -mm. girl gone. Yeah. And just like there, and there was a bunch of these like, cultural under misunderstandings with the women on his season you know oh my and God. so it just was a lot of that you know and i mean who knows remember when andy mocked his accent stop saying it's okay it's not okay okay like let me tell you something me and andy we're gonna fight on side. <laughs> aren't you you're visiting la this year right i am in sept it's now i was supposed to go in july and now i got this new job i'm i have to push it back to september well that's going to be an exciting fight with you and andy in september oh one thousand percent and it's an election year her maga ass so i'm probably gonna beat her ass at a rally i can't wait for this (laughs) no it's gonna be so good I need, I need literally her wearing a MAGA hat, her wearing a MAGA hat and getting a photo taken and then just saying she didn't know what it meant. Girl gone because it was affecting your purse strings. I fucking hate. Oh God. I Dues paying member of the patriarchy. I don't know what MAGA means. Who else did that? There's someone else who. Oh uh, no, Victoria just had the Trump flag. Yeah, oh, that was a good one. That was a good uh, one. She photoshopped out of a picture. That's a fucking oh, good God, one. I gotta love was this fan. Did Victoria have like a White Lives Matter thing? Oh, that's the second Victoria. Oh, oh that's yeah. Victoria. Wait, wait, Victoria F. Oh yeah. wait, I was talking about the Victoria. She she had the White Lives Matter or the Trump? I no, no, yeah, Trump no, flag. yeah. You guys are just talking about two white supremacist victorias so victoria from peter's season did modeling for the white lives matter and then oh, queen that, yes. and queen victoria, queen victoria of that season they had the trump flag yeah it's something Fuck about that name victorias. garrett's and victoria's let me tell you oh that's God. another shirt like it really it should have been done a long time ago i'm just too lazy and i have no motivation to do anything related to this franchise anymore i'm burnt i know out. right we're all like, a little burned out you reminded me, Jenna, that it was 16. Like, I was trying to, like, piece together because I was like, who was the last Bachelor? Like, mm-hmm. time is, step, is is getting away from me. And the last Bachelor before Clayton was Coon James, right? Yeah, yeah, James. And then then Peter. And it, what was really crazy about that time Wait, was, like, go ahead. James and Peter. Which Peter? Pilot 
Pilot P, Pilot P, and then Matt James, and then Clayton. And the, okay, 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 yeah, right. But right, you right. know what? Why everyone gets a little like about it is because you know we had the end of Pilot P, and then we were had our normal time off, which is normally just right, two months. And in that pandemic. two months, pandemic happened, and everything got delayed, and so that we had a late air- filming in August of Claire and Tasha, which made us have a November December airing of the bachelorette which was like michelle's and so we had had claire and tasha two weeks off matt james then we had like four or so weeks off we had katie then we had bip and then we had michelle and then we had clayton which is really like i think the longest time we had off since that claire and tasha was the christmas break or something yeah a little bit between after it was only two weeks and and then yeah and so like and what was wild too is that even though like I guess you know I remember like people being like oh well I mean you haven't had the bat you haven't had any bachelor product on the TV since Peter's season it's been like six eight months now because the Hinnick I was like but you know what happened during that time Hannah B said the n word uh we we were outing a bunch of fucking Trump supporters Chris Harrison got fired no uh, that happened a little later but it was just like it was not a peaceful time oh, so like I feel like I was almost being so inundated with this thing for two solid years and that's on me it's on me but <laughs> you chose this life <laughs> I chose this life for sure but nonetheless <laughs> I I guess my rant is I just want to make sure everyone understands how tired we are because <laughs> there's been not a moment of peace <laughs> since Peter tried to you know fuck all seven of the his top seven like you know he fucked and then he went with kelly <laughs> he tried the is, of the women and i and i gotta respect him for that i guess but you know. the funny thing with peter is he literally was the archetype of the, of the man who he would never get those women in real time Mm-mm. not in any dimension not in any alternate universe not on earth one not on earth three <laughs> not on Elon Musk's uh, p- uh, uh, penile-shaped spacecraft. So he needed that season. I-, I understand the thirst. I understand why you were parched, Pete, because you would have never... Th- those women would even look at you walking down the street. Except for Kelly. Because that did happen. No, mm-hmm. Kelly's in-, in the sunken place. What did mm-hmm. she think? I think she thought much like, wait, did you guys watch? You did watch Love is Blind, right? Mm-hmm. I did. And you've, you've now seen who Shake is now with? No. La, 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 la. Okay. Take Just your headphones off. off. I actually have to pee. So you guys talk about this, but yeah, take your headphones off. Yeah. Even watched. <laughs> so it's, I think it's still on my pod, my podcast page, not my personal page, but he's now with this nobody, this, this nobody white emily and mm-hmm. she looks like she she follows all of ariana grande's tuto- makeup tutorials um and the picture is so disastrous of what he gave to people magazine it's so laughable and i think that kelly has the same look in her eyes as emily does with standing next to abishek of like i am doing what i gotta do to pay off these student loans Okay, don't judge me, America. I'm doing what I got to do to survive. And so yeah. the same, you see it? Yeah, that's I, what Kelly looks like with Pete because she's like, oh, the lead, that's a lot of followers, a lot of engagement, that's a lot of coins. And yeah. I think she's stuck with him for that. Um, 
and hey, it's 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 capitalism. We gotta do what we gotta do. We gotta make these negotiations. But the the look that Emily has, the same look that I feel like Kelly had. Literally, they should stick to wearing sunglasses. Like it's it really is working oh, better for them because my this picture God, they make me sick. This picture down here, like where she is like absolutely like dead in the eyeballs. That yes. is the same look that Kelly makes where she just goes. Yeah. <laughs> and you're like, are you blink twice if you need help, sis? Yeah. That's the picture he gave People magazine. And it's just like, oof, gosh. Also, like, how, just how can you watch that? And be like, mm, I feel comfortable trying something yeah. with this. Per- like, I how? trust this man with my heart. Or you know what? And even if, and, and this is probably going to go back to the top of our conversation of giving Susie the benefit of the doubt for choosing Clayton. Even if you wanted to give him that much grace and benefit of the doubt, the gravity of what he did and the fuck ups that he did, and it's just parallel to Abhishek as well on Love is Blind. What catastrophic transformation happened in four months that exactly. you think that they learned what they needed to learn? Are you fucking kidding me? I'm fucking four years, never missed a day every Friday in fucking therapy. And there's still shit that I'm like, oh God, if I'm not at square one one more time, mm-hmm. I'm going to flip a fucking table. Mm-hmm. Like that shit is ever changing. It's it, you're, you're, you'll resolve one thing just to create space to take on a deeper thing. Like, it's not for months to uh, to understand like the gravity of what this man did and the 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 ramifications of that. Like like do better. Like be smart. What the fuck are they teaching y'all in these sororities? I think it's like it's not that he like learned anything about like how to treat people or how to you know respect women or people that he's dating in those four months. Sorry, dogs are about to come in the house. So you might hear some <laughs> background noises for any pod listeners, but it it's just at that point, he got what he wanted. So he will behave, you know, like, ew, but that's it's, so deep. <laughs> it's like, it's just like icky because like, if, if they were to break up, he's still back at square one. There's no way mm-hmm. he learned it's, he got what he wanted. So he doesn't have to learn. Well, and, right? and he's the kind of incel that will say, oh, because of what Susie did to me, I'm going to be even worse than I was before. What fucking Susie pathetic. did to me, too. Like, that needs to be in, like, yeah. heavy quotes because exactly. he did it to his fucking self. Mm-hmm. Of course. Susie left. No, he didn't. You that. did that to her. But mm-hmm. Su- Susie didn't do shit to you. She set a boundary do and then you, you didn't respect that boundary. And then, oh, shocker, you don't respect boundaries. You're going to um, openly tell other women that he had, you're going to not get consent to talk about uh, publicly. But you know what, what you too? What was so, so funny in that conversation? Because there's, I know there's so many, that conversation and nuance around it's been talked around, talked about for so many, so many ways. What was so funny to me is beyond him not, because I personally think if that's the first time you're telling someone you had a boundary and you send them to you read your mind, that's another conversation. Like I'm not going to get into that, but what, where Clay will never, and probably still hasn't connected to where he really fucked up. Okay. Let's just, cause relationships, it's two imperfect people coming in together. If you and I have a conversation and you say something that I've never heard before, mm-hmm. and it's probably potentially changing maybe w- the way I thought of you or the way you thought of mm-hmm. me, blah, blah, mm-hmm. blah. And it's, we're finally hitting a conflict in our friendship for the first time. 
I'm not going to go score surf and say, fuck you and your mom. And then, you know, just like, and not saying you and your mom, like to you, but just like going balls to the wall, like finding anything I can say to hit at that insecurity and just say, I'm done with you and dead the conversation. You either a, Hey, you know what? I'm so upset right now. I don't think that it's a good place for me to mm-hmm. speak out of this. Mm-hmm. So let's pause this conversation and revisit it another time. Or you sit in that and say, Hey, because you haven't shared this with me before, can you clarify to give me more context so I can better understand you? Mm-hmm. There are literally so many other ways, just even conversationally mm-hmm. to where someone presenting information that you never had before. And for all the reasons that they did it or they waited or whatever, that you could have handled it better than what he did. Mm-hmm. And I, right. and I don't understand why he hasn't, that hasn't clicked. Susie could have fucking said, I'm a fucking Mormon. And the fact that you are wearing a turtleneck right now, is, no, I'm Amish. And the fact that you're wearing a turtleneck right now is like, you're, you know, um, uh, you're trying to seduce me right now mm-hmm. with a full ass turtleneck. And I don't like what you're doing. She could have said that to him. And there could have been so many different ways for him to hold space for her to, to ask clarifying questions. If you claim to love this person, right? If they were the one, if you loved them the most, isn't that when you should have the most amount of patience Mm -hmm. and the most amount of deference to fucking um, listening and say, hey, you know what? I'm confused. Can you explain this to me? Not fucking switch and not fucking look in his eyes, you guys. That was so fucking triggering. Yeah. I've been broken up. I've been broken up with that look. And it is the most, the way you go into survival mode in that moment is some of the most visceral, fucking scariest shit ever. Mm -hmm. And again, I'm just probably repeating myself and going in circles, but regardless of what Susie did, how she did it. And yeah, there's, they say, man, like in that reality, like you don't present something to someone the first time, blah, blah, blah. But even still. Mm-hmm. There were so many other ways for him to have respected her, dignified her, and explained why he's confused than to just say, you have no use to me since I realize we're not going to fuck tonight and be gone. Like, what, like, seriously, what is the harm in just saying, like, this is not how I expected our conversation tonight to go. Let's have breakfast tomorrow and just mm-hmm. spend the night apart. Like, you don't have to go to fantasy suites with this person. No. You really no. don't. Or if you wanted to go to fantasy suites and just talk it out off camera, like you're allowed to do, like, why not do that? Mm-hmm. Um, but like, it, it's just like one of those things where like, if I were to be in a relationship with someone or considering a relationship with someone, like if I came to them and was just like, Hey, like I, I haven't communicated this to you before, but this actually made like something that you do has made me really uncomfortable. And I want to talk to you about it. And -hmm. they just like blow a gasket at you like Mm -hmm. that. Like how Mm -hmm. are they going to, I mean, this is a big that, deal. Because that's gonna happen. Because that's gonna happen again in relationships. It always happens, right? Period. Yeah. Because because Period. he isn't a mind reader. Because we aren't mind readers. Like, right. and so we are going to come to a point where we're like, oh, and maybe it's not even super, you know, violent. Just like, oh, but what you did wasn't great. Yeah, but just like that's his reaction. <laughs> it's gonna be like that but again. You- it's gonna happen again and again. But it's so crazy because when we talk, and I don't know what the larger bachelor arm has been talking about how they've dissected that conversation because 
when Greg did that, I saw a lot of folks, Nick Ball included, you dirty bastard, saying, that's passion. That's what happens in fights and relationships. That actually is normal. And Greg had was the most venomous to this day. Greg was still wor- Greg's intensity was worse than Clayton's, even though what Clayton did was some foul dog shit. Like nothing will ever top Greg's intensity. And that was and like and the the amount of people that said, Oh my god, it's just how much he loves her, that intensity, and Nick Bial saying with his whole fucking chest that that's normal fighting in relationships. So I don't know what the larger back to arms thing about the fight with Clayton and Susie, but I need folks to stop fucking underestimating when things get violent in a relationship. It's not when the man just decides to slap the shit out of you. It starts before when they start to talk to you like that Mm -hmm. and imposing their physicality like they could do something and then say, well, no, I got that way because I was just so passionate. Yeah. He literally said, and I, that's rose unlike me. I rose my voice because I care about you so much. And that's, and I'm sorry. I got out of character, out of fucking character. What the fuck you mean? I don't know your character. I've let I you don't know your 30, character. And then you so 30 hours. going into, so, and then you know what that communicates to the women. Now, when I go into, into conflict, I have to be walking on eggshells and be very mindful of what's going to set him off. That is still violence, people. Like, I don't understand why people think it's like a sporadic thing that like, I just wake up and I hit you. It's like a number of things that it builds up to. And the, the physical violence ends up being the way that they encapsulate that person just kind of being um, imprisoned, right? Like, it starts yeah. off with how we talk to people. And I think, too, and the- like, sorry, Sophie, I didn't mean to interrupt you. No, no, you didn't. I was, I was, I was done. <laughs> I think too, just I need like, a lobotomy. Like, even if you, if you're like a person listening to this, that doesn't believe in the patriarchy or like levels of power or whatever, I don't know why you're here. Uh, you should probably leave. But, <laughs> right. Like, um, but like, even if you don't calling. believe in those kinds of things, like you have to recognize, like he is in a position where he can send her home. Like she can't send him away, you know, like she right. can send her, she, all she can do is hurt herself basically. Mm-hmm. If we're thinking about the game of it all, right. Like any, anything she's doing at this point is like hurting her mm-hmm. because he, he is in a position of power. So I'm just mm-hmm. like, in like what way is anything he's doing like defensible? Like I'm, I, and I'm not saying like, I have perfect responses when I'm in conflict either, Mm -mm. but like, I will remove myself a lot of the time from that. So I can process and do other things. Like I don't ever want to be like the kind of person that like is scary or manipulative or whatever. And I'm sure it's happened before, but like Mm -hmm. these people are on camera. Like he, he knows he's on camera and he's doing it anyway. And that's so like that, like that aspect of it is so fucking weird to me. Like, you know, like you are being watched by a billion zillion people, you know, like, and you're doing it anyway. So like, what are you doing when cameras aren't there? Like, what, what are you doing? Period. When he walked back into the, when, when she walked out originally and then he was pacing in the room and he got, he talked to Jesse and then he's walking around. I was like, he's going to punch the fucking wall. Oh, he can't punch the wall because it's all glass. He was in a glass room. And I said to my roommate, I said, yeah, it looks like he's going to fucking punch the wall. Oh, wait, he can't because it's glass. But also because he's on camera. But like, yeah, like that's what he was doing. But then he went and sat down and he was yelling at somebody behind the camera saying, I'm done. I'm like, 
first of all, if I was in the crew, I'd be like, who the fuck are you talking to? Mm-hmm. Better post the fuck up, Clayton, because you know what? You picked the right one. And in the hood, it means you picked the wrong one. So I don't know that who he was talking to. And he was like, I'm done. I'm d- it's, oh, I'm like, uh, bruh, we are not Susie. I don't know who the fuck you think you can talk to that way. So it's like, this is actually who you are. Yeah. Yeah. But also like, it's really gross that, I mean, I can't imagine what a producer's job is like there, but mm-hmm. not saying anything in those moments is kind of shitty. <laughs> I get that that's their job, I I guess, but like that's got to be like a really weird moral place to be in where you're just like, you just spoke to a woman like absolute shit and now you're treating me poorly too. And it's like, these are like your raw emotions. And if you can't even like just hold it in until you're by yourself, like, and able to process, like go in the bathroom. Like they're not allowed to follow you into the bathroom. Mm-hmm. Like go pretend like you have to throw up or something and like have like five minutes to calm down. Come on. But yeah. uh, I mean, look it, what they did with Greg and Katie. They yeah. literally did not. It was a single shot people. Mm-hmm. They did not move. There was no, and, and with Sus- Susie and Clayton, like they were, sh- they were moving and they were, blah, blah, mm-hmm. and yeah, I guess because they were moving too, but Sus- uh, Greg and, um, What's it called? Greg and Katie. No, they moved too because he went outside and it but, still felt but like yeah, a that was single like, shot. Yeah. Yeah. Once they were like outside, they, it was a single there shot. Was yeah. no, there was no urgency to intervene. No. Mm-hmm. No. Which, I mean, it just speaks to the larger machine. Like they want these moments, right? So then for you to pivot on the stage and like talking about like that was a wrong thing that he did and <laughs> how he treated Gabby and Rachel. And it's like, but then y'all sit there and let it happen. So what, what, what that kind of whiplash is too much mm-hmm. and all comes down to ego gabby called it out perfectly she said you you came back you made me stay after i said i wanted to leave because your ego was hurt and he talked to Susie the same way because his ego was hurt and we talked about this last week dan again and i and and we 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 had a moment of empathy like yeah when you're embarrassed and your, your pride is hurt that's not our best moments, right? None of us mm-hmm, are in our best mm-hmm. moments when our pride is hurt. None of us are, but the, the level in which he's reacted and manipulated was just like, Ooh. well, because he felt entitled to Susie's body, yeah. right? Like he gave her, she had the best dates out of everyone. And mm-hmm. so it's like that classic fuck boy where I'm making this investment, right? I'm paying mm-hmm. for all these things. The I'm giving you all these things. Mm-hmm. And the and I'm going to get a return on my investment. And what you just said, you're not going to give me a return on my investment and embarrass me. And then he taps into that arc, uh, uh, arcane is the term, but he just taps into this very like visceral primal, primal, primal part of who yeah. he is. Yeah. I, I mean, I think too, like just thinking about like, Oh shit. I think I lost it again. Um, <laughs> sorry, you guys. It's, it's been a week, mm-hmm. um, but just, yeah, I lost it. We can keep talking about something else. Damn. Sorry, beautiful, though. Whatever it was going to be amazing. You know It'll what? Come I back. feel like I keep bringing us down because I'm like laying scorched earth on that piece of shit. And I haven't held space for the love of my life. Gabby Windy. Yeah, let's let's like maybe we could because at some point we have she to said, stop with this. Yeah, <laughs> right. Yeah, right. Ugh. 
and fixes her ponytail. <laughs> then you start hearing Casey and Jojo in the background all my life. What's going on? Yeah, it's our <laughs> wedding song, Gabby. That's yeah. our wedding song playing. Good. Like, marry me yesterday. Yeah. She was she so is wonderful. Yeah, it was just like, I mean, that was one of those. It's like, it it's one of those moment. moments where like, I know that at my core, I am a huge dumbass, but I do have moments where I am just like the most powerful person in the room. Yeah. And like, she wasn't, this is what I was going to say. Fuck. It actually relates to this completely. Yes. So Yay! Clayton had all, he knew what he was going to do. He had all the time in the world and he still fumbles the language. He's still just like, well, I love her the most. And then Gabby in a second snatches up that language. And she's like, Hey, fuck you. I heard what you said. Mm -hmm. And like, you can't treat me like this. Fuck you. But like way smarter than what I just said. And like Rachel is crying because she knows that she can't like be sharp like that which is fine nope. that's not her role in this that's gabby's nope. job and gabby did her job and a plus 100 percent, like perfectly oh perfect move honestly like gabby has been one of those people that has constantly like surprised me throughout this season because like she's like she is an airhead like it, it's just true but thank i think you. she's just like thank you funny and sweet and cute and like her job in this season wasn't to be like I'm just like so in love with him, you know, like that, that wasn't her job. Like her job was being like a little cute dingbat with the cute grandpa that like makes fun of her and she can take it. And then like at the end, just like, but I'll cut you. I will. Do you think, do you think they gave her a Jennifer Coolidge edit? Because when I thought back, when I thought back and I was like, why am I already buying into that? She's an airhead. And then the girl perfectly just succubus that I had to Google. I didn't even know what succubus meant, right? Like mm-hmm. this person's like educating me. This person's smarter than me. And so I'm like, wait a minute. Why am I automatically thinking she's an airhead and she's ditzy? And, and why am I upset she's getting a lot of airtime? Like Gabby annoys me. And then I'm like, wait a minute. Mm-hmm. Exactly. She's Perfect. getting the Perfect. fucking Jennifer Coolidge edit of yeah. where they just sound by not because uh, obviously her 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 intonation she's her diction she sounds like yes. Jennifer Coolidge but I'm seeing that they manipulated how they edited and things that she would say in her reactions to make her sound even like like fucking uh what's his name in American Pie uh, Stickler Stickler yeah St- Stifler to make her sound like Stifler's mom and then you get to this master class master class of being upset but being self-regulated enough to tap into your like arsenal of vocabulary and emotional intelligence and cut this nigga off like down to the studs there is no there is no defense he could even say he literally he was fumbling and then when she caught him like what you brought up and saying that like oh snatch that language and regurgitate back to you and like well i'm not this i'm not an option not competition and then he would try to counter like well uh yeah you know um but if you could just let me do it what just trust me to go one day at a time he did he could not string together any kind of logic or words she yeah. like she did not know what was gonna happen she didn't and she was just like absolutely not like fuck yeah. you i heard what you yeah. said line by line this is what you said explain it and he was like well <laughs> i don't know i'm just a guy 
I was told to explore these things full. And then the, my favorite part, their last conversation, when the minute he came in, no, hello, no, how are you? What's going on? Rachel looks shook as fuck. It mm-hmm. was so funny to see. It took her literally two minutes to figure out he's breaking up with you against this. The minute he walks in and they're mid-convo, Gabby looks at him when he sits down and she goes, she immediately yes. knew what was going to happen. And, yes. Oh, like that. I climaxed. I, I didn't know what else to do. She gets up and, and leaves. then she said, you, t- you assured me to stay. So you thought some- it was two days, Clayton. You think enough happened in two days where you didn't know when I was saying I was going to leave the first time to let me go. But because it was my choice, you didn't want that to happen. And now Ugh. you're letting me go. Oh, oh. oh my God. Like, and then, she, and then will... she had the beautiful moment of bringing like another. I'm like, she's saying just point by point by point, just destroying uh-huh. this man. And then she brings in the other thing that me and my roommates were like, he fucking just broke up with him again in front of each other. And so she's like, and also, 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 <laughs> remember when you fucking just embarrassed us both weekdays ago? <laughs> Without you just our did consent. that again. Yeah, and, and violated our consent. And then you did it again. Do you have any capability of feeling what other people are going through? She brought that up like five different times throughout her and her final arc. And I just love that. Like, put yourself in our fucking shoes, you literal fucking and she said you don't have the capacity to do that i was like (laughs) she literally is that she is both l woods and jennifer coolidge's character in legally blonde when they go to get the dog back from the trailer parts and she's like i'm taking the dog dumbass you know like (laughs) literally Literally, she she like delivers the line so perfectly. I'm like boom roasted. Like you cannot recover from that, sir. Get out of here, sir. Oh, this is the only impression I feel even like confident. Danica, I just got fucking chills. Like my soul left my body. I have said this so many times in front of my mom. She's like, "Shut the fuck up!" Like I have been practicing for days. That's. I hope that you guys watch this. Obviously, you listen to it on Descartes Pod, but my soul left my body because I thought I was in the second season of White Lotus. I'm like, am I Jennifer Coolidge here? Like, what is happening? But like, literally, Gabby is like exactly the same. It's like the same kind of like delivery where you're like, I won't take her seriously based on how her voice sounds. But it's just like, no, she's taking the dog and you are the dumbass. Like, truly, it's. Oh, it's so she so she good. was reading contestants for filth Shanae for filth <laughs> and giving us new GRE words and and then she uh, it's it's it, it almost you know a lot of people have differing like reactions as to this co bachelorette I think that Gabby is too pure for this I think Rachel is the archetype of someone who signed on for this yeah she like the way in hometowns that her friends do the script her parents in the script everyone was go 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 she was fucking um Maud Apatow in Euphoria episode seven and eight okay (laughs) like she was directing honey and it's like great like you know the game like you were probably coached by the people from game of roses because i just found out that the guy does coaching like yep, crazy yep, to me yep but you were probably coached by him and do you sis like you you were probably a likely front runner if not to be the bachelorette but to get the final rose so i get that but i think gabby is someone that 
her rationality and just her integrity. And also she could hold space to be, uh, she could hold space for her contestants who were, who were growing relationships with Clayton, but also be secure in her own. Mm-hmm. Like I never saw a twinge of jealousy. I never saw uh, uh, any kind of like insecurity, but like pitted towards the women, right. like outside of just the machinations of production. Like right, yeah, yeah, she yeah. was just solid, even keeled all the way through and so secure in herself that even if folks were talking shit about her, she probably like, I don't give a fuck. I'm smarter than all y'all anyways. And look at that. I'm still here. Like she had this raw fucking bad bitch energy that the way that the show is going to try to break that. Mm-hmm. It's not something that even if I was still going to watch the show after this season, I wouldn't want to watch that happen to her mm-hmm. um, because she's just too pure and too good for this show. Mm-hmm. This show is going like Rachel is someone who understands the assignment and wants extra credit and she will thrive as a bachelorette and the game itself. But I just feel like I don't want them to ruin Gabby. I want to, re- I want to remember Gabby fixing her ponytail and going, Ugh. and yeah, that's when he's like, can I walk her. you out? And she says, no, no. I like visibly, audibly, physically repulsed. Oh, Gabby's no face is like, it belongs in the MoMA. Like it needs to yeah. like, just the put in the move all the places. Absolutely not. It's no. so good. Have you been listening to the last 10 minutes? Yeah. Destroyed like, you? Is like... you dumb or is you stupid play in? And he thought that he was, and, and what, what really upset me in that, in that scene where she just cut him off the knees, like he was trying to play that. Have you ever seen like the guy trying to play the noble guy, mm-hmm. but they don't know what nobility really means. So he's thinking that if I still keep my cool and like, say, let me walk you to the car, it's going to show that I'm not threatened by her reading me. Which mm-hmm. would inherently show that you think that she doesn't have a right to talk to you that way. Right. It it kind of reminds me of like we talk about like cancel culture discourse a lot. And I, I see it quite a bit because I was I, I was a musician for a long time. So like <sighs> dudes in music get canceled all the time. And so like they get really frustrated when they send out an apology and not everyone accepts it. (laughs) I think it's the same for comedy with you, Jenna, right? Like every, like every, I don't know, 25 seconds or something, someone is just like, yeah, I mean, like I was on the warp tour circuit and um, yeah, I texted a 17 year old, but I didn't know. And like their apology is so mediocre anyway, and like barely acknowledges harm. And then it's just sort of like, there's an expectation there that you're supposed to just like accept what they've said and be like, cool, you're back. Yeah. Great to go back into our community and not hurt other people's feelings. But it's like, I I think like, sure. Was Clayton trying to do the right thing? Like, yeah, but aren't we all trying to do the right thing a lot? Like that's not a cookie moment. You don't, (laughs) you don't get a cookie for just like, trying I guess in those moments but I think yeah. it's like the rush to want to try to look like he's doing the right thing instead right. of holding space for what I feel like she had every right to be that angry yeah, yeah. and he keeps countering it with these non-apologies like mm-hmm. that's the shit that pisses me off because 
it's it's and it's proving her point as she's saying it like it shows that you never gave a damn about me and you did not love me like your actions speak louder than words like she's i'm like now i'm fucking quoting her your right. actions speak louder than words and like what are you and you like get the fuck and then you want me to walk you out as some sign of nobility like i'm still a gentleman mm-hmm. fuck out of here with that and it's, it's that kind of clayton's that kind of guy that will on a first date because he holds the door open for you he's like who said chivalry was dead and mm-hmm. you're supposed to fucking like, oh, I'm giving it up. Like, he's that guy. And yeah. to my viewers, if you're dating a guy like that, please run. I'll say it louder. <laughs> please run. Please run. Oh. <laughs> I can't. Sorry, didn't oh. I love this. Um, I, I know that we had, like, kind of a hard stop today because someone has plans and it's not me, but... Oh shit! I had plans in an hour. You're right. I didn't realize you're talking this long. Oh my I god! Know, it's well, totally come fine. on. You know how we always do together. This I is could. but it never, but it never feels like that. So I'm like, holy fuck! Like I saw the time, and I'm like, oh wow, oh wow. Yeah. For almost I two could hours. honestly talk forever, but I at the beginning of our call before we started recording, I told you guys that I got influenced yesterday. Yes, let's wrap yes. it up with this. Yes. yes, this is great. That's a good thing to end you on, guys. I'm sorry. But you want us to guess who you got yeah, into Yeah, by. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I'll, I'll allow you to each have a guess. It's a person in Bachelor Nation. Okay. With it, it's a contestant within the last, like, year and a half. That helps me. So. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So a contestant within the last year and a half? Yeah. Oh, gosh. I guess we, we shouldn't ask if it's. Cause that would be cheating basically. Like if it's bachelorette mm-hmm. or bachelor, but, um, you, last year and a half. Think about uh, who I follow though, because like, I don't like Jenna don't follows follow everybody. I don't follow anybody. Any, same, same. So that makes it harder for me. Rick. Um, Oh my, you know who I was thinking? I was thinking of the, 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 the guy who looks like a youth pastor worship leader that was dating Claire. Who's that guy? Noah. What's his name? Noah. With the tattoos and he does hair too. Oh, Blake Mo- Monar or something like that. Yeah, Blake, Blake. M. Blake M. Yeah. Oh, but no. also Bennett's my real guess. No. Yeah. Oh, shut up, Jenna. Trigger That is not a real warning. guess. Um, you, you have to stop just like, I feel like you get like $5 every time you slip his name into <laughs> the podcast. And like, whoever is paying you to do that, I'm going to, I will find them. I hate it. <laughs> Connie, well, don't stop. you see now Connie's like why am I in this Con- Connie's needy in season nine Atlanta reunion now why am I in this <laughs> <laughs> okay so is it okay I have to narrow it down is it um VIP bachelor bachelorette bachelor oh mm-hmm. Matt James you guys, it was. Oh my ah! god! <laughs> uh, oh wait, if you got in, if you got influenced into the 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 garden, it then- was Sophie. <laughs> you guys, I'm. I feel if, if so. If I had tech, I would play the Price Is Right theme music right yeah. now. Literally, I feel like. I don't feel embarrassed about it because I've been wanting to find something like that for a while because like, I like literally can't leave my house. Like I am like disabled enough where I I don't really get to do anything unless Mm -hmm. it's like a really good day or something. And I enjoy gardening. My mom has a really tiny backyard and the dogs are terrible. (laughs) 
terrible individuals. Um, they, they try to eat every, it's just like a pain point for me. So like, I was like, how can I like do something in the house? That's like minimal effort, but I can see greens in my house. And like, it It was a good good. thought in my head, but like, also like I woke up this morning and I was like, I have to explain this purchase. (laughs) (laughs) I need you to do a TikTok series about it. We'll tag exactly. (laughs) Like it's really compelling though. Like I wasn't necessarily compelled by his like posts specifically, but I looked at like the actual page that he had tagged and I was like, Oh, that's where they get you. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I, I know that I'm a dumbass and I hope that it is worth the money that I put into it. But like, if I come back and I'm just like, Hey, I'm selling this on Craigslist, like don't, <laughs> not don't Craigslist. come at me, <laughs> not Craigslist. But you know, what's so funny. And I'm going to have to be honest. The only reason why I think I I got it on the nose. It's because I was this close to getting it. If I didn't have cats. Stop. Yes. So that's well, what I, mean, I was like, going to say. Don't feel stupid. Cause that's, I knew exactly what you were talking. I was like, Matt James. I know it. I saw that video too. And I don't follow him or Rachel. So the mm-hmm. algorithm put that shit in my face. And I was mm-hmm. like, Hmm. Hmm. I read like a thousand comments too. And they were all just like, you're full of shit. This doesn't work. And I was like, but maybe it could work. I like, I wait I was on, in- on his page. They said that. No, just because they hate him. Okay. Yeah. It, cool, it was all white cool. people. So yes. Um, oh, of course. Of course. Uh, but yeah, I I have been officially influenced. It's, it's not the first time this has happened, but um, I'm hoping it's the last. <laughs> Do you ever feel like um this is gonna sound like bougie for just a second? And I apologize, but like when I got a raise oh, at my job. Bougie. When I got a raise at my job, I feel like I said I got a promotion in my Instagram story and everything that was like an ad in my feed started getting more expensive. <gasps> and I'm I'm not kidding. Like I no, really, yeah, I believe that. I think there's Absolutely. something there. Yeah. But Fuck. like I'm doing it st- like I like I have to like not look <laughs> at Instagram. It's the ads that I get are insane. Like I fall for it every time. Um, Dr. Moore, I had alcohol last night, which might've been the reason why I was like, that's a great idea. It could save me so much money and it costs like $900, but I, it was just, Oh yeah. It looked like it was like, wow. is making eyes at us. Like, I'm literally like, how do I return it? Like, I can't return it, but don't return it. You need to do like it. Like Jenna said, a TikTok tutorial because we're gonna mm-hmm. need it need yeah that. that's gonna mm-hmm. once these uh organ these uh companies uh uh ruin earth we're actually going to be in our fucking dystopian future with a bunch of matt james uh merch <laughs> so you're way ahead of the game okay thank oh, you no, but Danica, thank no, you. can we become influencers for this product see this is what this is the next step that can yes. be our, our first and only sponsor for the podcast. I will, I will send you videos and I will wear my best Shein clothing in, oh my in the God. video. I'll be I'll have my like little crutches in it. It'll be super throw fun. Throw it away. Um, throw it away. 
Congrats. Congrats. <laughs> but I mean, like, I think once we all start our merch of like dues paying member of the patriarchy, I think I'll be able yes. to afford what I bought yesterday. Cause yeah, that for now that shit's on a credit card and I don't want to look at the bill next month. So, <laughs> well, look at it as pay uh, as reparations, right? I think if anything, <laughs> the patriarchy is the reason we're not going to no longer have an earth. So it might as well feed into this. So yeah. I, I think this is a full circle moment and I'm happy for you. And it's, that's the only way to get influence. Also, this, so. Sophie, if it works, I will absolutely let you know so that you can at one point make a drunk choice to, you know, yes. do something and bad. I'm so happy I didn't put on my Instagram story that my, I got a 30% raise with this new job. So I was like, and then they're going to start sending me that shit. Mm-hmm. I don't no, want it. Don't do it. I don't want it. That's how it works. That's so scary. Oh, Sophie, what can we even say? I can't even. I'm like sad that you're that you're not going to be doing the Bachelor anymore. But I'm so happy for you, and I'm proud <laughs> of you. And like, it's been such a journey, like getting to know you and do all this shit with you. I <laughs> can't. Yeah, I'm going to get emotional. Jenna, you just have to watch different shows. Yeah. I mean, love is blind literally broke me. Like it was episodes one, two, one through three was like a full season of the bachelor. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like I I watched an hour long reunion in two days because it was too much. Like it was a lot. So (laughs) I'm breaking even. (laughs) Jenna also like, there's just that I I don't want to spoil anything for you, but I want to give you a hook to watch it there's this guy that ends up going through the whole process and he keeps asking women, like, do you like going to the gym? Or if, if we could go to like, um, Coachella, could I pick you up? And he's basically just asking, are you fat? And because he will not say yes to a fat woman. And like the responses that he gets throughout the process are, it's literally just like women saying, what the fuck? Like out loud. Amazing. And their reactions. I have to give him like, not credit, but I'm like, okay, I see what you're doing there. (laughs) That's the thing. Right. Like he's asking me targeted questions. Like, yeah, "Yeah, love is blind, but I'm not dumb. And then, (laughs) but he is a dick. But so, so it's like, it's, it's, it's it's the most wild thing. I love that. It's, oh my God. It's so, so good. And then the the ultimatums coming up. It's, It's these all these shows you just need to say that we hate heteronormativity and we want to be in poly and we want to promote polyamory, but we can't because we're tied to the patriarchy. Mm-hmm. That's what all these shows are doing. And mm-hmm. it's just they're dues paying members of the patriarchy. Guys, please, do we need to like crowdfund? Like, how do we get this merch? Because I think this merch is necessary and it's we literally uh, just have to pay a designer to do it. And yeah, then it, we have it a goes shop. up in our shop. Yeah, we have a shop. What? And I and I have all I have my notes app that has like merch ideas since like last year. So I like I need to know like what quotes do designers have and like I need to start like budgeting, you know, merch into my um Yeah, we'll talk we'll talk off camera because I, I got some brand. for you. Yeah. Okay. Well again. I, I just feel like it, it It only served me right to end my run with The Bachelor with the first podcast I was ever on, which is mm-hmm. Descartes Pod. And 
I'm just so grateful for the space that you both always hold for me, even with my verbose, erratic, chaotic, like takes. And um, maybe, I don't know, maybe something will garner my attention or the FOMO will get to me. And especially around Bachelor in Paradise season, maybe I'll like peek in and be like, oh, shit. Um, And maybe I'll do a special episode here and there. But I will never watch another Bachelor. I'll never watch another male lead ever Mm -mm. again. You couldn't pay off. Like I said the other night, you you couldn't pay off my six-figure student loan debt. Okay. That's and fair. mama wants to buy a house. So that's how I much I know. I, and then now with what they're going to do with the bachelorette, like it's just an extension of the bachelor. And so I don't want that either. Maybe VIP in the future. I don't know. Talk to me in six months when I've been fully lobotomized. But um, <laughs> I'm so grateful for you both. And I love you. And I can't wait to have you on my pod in the future as I restructure for individual and like our trio episodes too so i'm excited mm-hmm. it's gonna be so good we're so grateful for you too you've really made this space uh, funny and and more we've all we've grown our emotional intelligence trigger warning is, has increased uh so much and it's been just i don't know i feel like the community that we've all like fostered within like this area of bachelor nation i don't know it's just like it's really special and i really think that um so much of that is because of you sophie so thank you thank you ditto oh my gosh so i'm not gonna cry okay no you're not i'm not gonna threaten andy i'm gonna end the episode oh my gosh guys community (laughs) fellowship um but i i do love you both and listeners viewers you can watch on my patreon or check it out, the, check out the audio on Jenna and Danica's Descartes pod um, page. Love you. We love you. I can't wait to hear what you're doing in the future. And like, just let me know what you're watching because like truly, like I want to talk to you about all of the things all the time. <laughs> like I, I true, like I get to be sappy for a second because I've earned the right as a white woman. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Not the white tears now. <laughs> Not no, the I white mean, tears. Like, I think like truly like I've had like kind of a hard time with like the social media of it all, like doing like a podcast. Like I, I have never really adjusted well to hearing people's opinions about like what I say or, you know, just like I disagree because, and like just building community in that way has always been really difficult. Like just for me, like, and my mental health, but I remember like meeting you. I was just like, this is like a kindred spirit. And I love talking to Sophie. And like, even if we like disagree about something, like I never feel like I have never felt a way about any of that. And I like, you feel like just, just like a friend that I was supposed to meet throughout this experience. And <laughs> oh, like, no, stop. I'm, I'm like, not- I'm going to start crying. I'm I'm crying. You are not going to do that. <laughs> yeah, I'm, like, Sorry. I'm, crying. I'm like, I'm sorry. I'm like the person that's just like shit, cunt, fuck, like all the time. But like, really, truly, I'm like, I value you so much. And I, I love listening to your opinions about everything. And I wish you peace from this horrible thing. And I will follow you like into the dark, as it were, like, (laughs) whatever you end up doing. I just wish I had tech just for these moments. Like, Q in death cat for cutie. I will yes. follow you into the dark. Like um for a moment. Jenna, no, write I, it down and I will do it. <laughs> I received this so much. And and I think 
I because most of the time I'm either the only person watching this pocket of garbage rally TV. And so I feel like I'm always talking into the void with my opinion. So I truly, truly am so grateful. I met y'all. I cannot believe I haven't met y'all in person. It's going to, yeah, one so, day we have to do it. In September when I go to the West. Um, so, um, I cannot wait to share all this love and like-mindedness in person. And I'm eternally grateful that I met y'all for real, for real. I love you so much. And oh my God, I lost all street cred, but I don't care. I'll lose it for y'all. Okay. Okay. Let's just talk about some farts real quick. I do have to go poop again. Um, everybody, we love you. Okay. I was going to say, we can end it right here. No, I'm, trying to be, to... I'm trying to get back to us being silly, goofy oh, girls. Being, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I was like, just like cool hot girls with IBS talking again. Um, hey, I had a colonoscopy and endoscopy on Monday and <laughs> Sunday was rough. And I'm this dying, is where we, this is where I leave you. <laughs> I'm dying. That's the only moment you've clipped in the whole episode. You are the most... Okay, Aubrey is barking too. It's time for it to be over. <laughs> you can't stop, Jenna. Thank you for listening to Day Card Pod. Make sure you're following us on Instagram at Day Card Pod and follow your hosts at Jenna with a smile and at Drunk Feminist. Day Card Pod is produced by Andrew Olson. You can follow him on Instagram at Androne. Our music is by Jet Overly. Follow and support him on Instagram at Jetty Boy James. And our logo design is by Michaela Jane. You can find her work at MichaelaJane.com and on Instagram at Michaela Jane. Drop a review on iTunes if you're nasty like that. Bye. Hello, my name is Kaya. And I'm Marissa. And this is Well, well Why not? not? Join us every Monday as we discuss movies, science, technology, history. Sometimes I think about all the different things we talk about. And they're it, not even categories. Because you know what? We're geeky. We're nerdy. So like every millennial, we started a podcast. Because that's what we need. More podcasts. Absolutely. Join us every Monday and listen to Well, Why Not? A podcast because. Just because. Just just really because we had this microphone. Well, why not? <laughs> For more podcasts like the one you just listened to, go to SoBelowMedia.com. This, this is As Above, So Below.